Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. and welcome to another episode of the Power of It Being You podcast. Yes, you are not hearing the voice of our host, Sarah Grandinetti. I'm Samantha Lewis, and I'm so excited because today I get to interview and chat with our host, Sarah Grandinetti. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sam. It's so fun to be on the other side. (laughs) I know. I'm really excited that you're here and that we get to do this together. Now, Sarah Grenanetti, let us tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about Sarah. Sarah Grenanetti is a certified facilitator of Access Consciousness. Access Consciousness is a multinational personal development business with facilitators in 176 countries. With years of experience in the self-help space, Sarah began in the beauty industry as the founder and former owner of Salon Mix a celebrity salon based in Los Angeles. She is the visionary of a class called Being You Beauty. This is a class about celebrating the unique differences in all beauty aesthetics that invites class participants to let go of the definitions of beauty that keep them from acknowledging their own beauty and receiving from the beauty around them. A devoted wife and hands-on mother of four, Sarah's passion for parenting and guiding young people inspired her to create a year-long program called Being You, Being With Them, offering tools, classes, courageous conversations, and leadership for supporting our youth and encouraging them to embrace their capacities, individuality, and knowing. Sarah is a bright creator and dynamic speaker and brings a wide range of experiences to every project, whether presenting to an audience, facilitating classes, or working on one-on-one in a deep dive session, Sarah offers a rare combination of humor, warmth, and insight that invites people to feel empowered, release limitations, and truly be them. Thank you, Sarah. It's wonderful to be chatting with you today. (laughs) I could listen to you speak all day long, so. (laughs) Not about me, hopefully, but (laughs) you could read me lullabies all night I love it thank you I will do that you just tell me when and I can do that for sure for you okay so before we dive into um some of the other questions I would really like to ask you Sarah what is true beauty to you true beauty to me is the space of our being but more of the space of stepping out of limitations, out of definitions. Um, You know, you can look at something and see its imperfections as what makes it not beautiful, or you can look at something and see its imperfections as what makes it so unique and not not like anything else. And we do that with like like rare gemstones, right? Like we'll look at it and we're like, there's only one of a kind, this is amazing. Um, you know, when a car dealer, dealer or maker creates only five cars of one kind, we're like, oh my gosh, this is so rare and it's so beautiful. Um, no rose is the same. And yet we celebrate the beauty in that. But when it comes to the beauty of our bodies, 
we try to set, put them into um, a box that this reality tells us is perfect and without imperfection. And what I would love people to start to look to is the beauty in the imperfections that makes us so different and so unique. Um, and stop limiting ourselves by all the definitions of beauty. I love that. And when you talk about seeing the beauty and the imperfections, we are so conditioned to actually look at the imperfections, not and not see them as you know <laughs> something unique. We're conditioned to not to see the imperfections as not being beautiful. How would one begin to even change that constant thought process of um, this imperfection of mine is not beautiful? What, you know, what would you be able to impart to us on how to change that one thing? How do you begin? Well, I love that you said, how do you begin? Because it, it is a choice every single day. And I don't sit here in front of you and say, I'm out of judgment of my beauty, that I'm out of judgment of my body. I absolutely have to catch myself every single day. Because like you said, we are so conditioned and so entrained, whether it's your beauty or your personality or you know something, whatever it is, it's like, find what's wrong so you can finally get you right. And that's all linked to judgments, even saying imperfection. Like if there were other words that match the energy, I would, I would love to invite them into my mouth or out of my mouth <laughs> because even imperfection has a thing of like, Oh, Hey, what's wrong with you is okay. And we're still looking for um, the right and the wrong and the good and the bad. And that all comes from whatever this reality or, you know, the editor at the big beauty magazine sat down this season and said was beautiful. You know, there were, there were times in history where um, a bigger body was beautiful because it meant wealth and you weren't working in the fields, right? And then, you know, then over time, the beauty standards changed and now thin is beautiful. And if you, you know, are heavy, then you're not beautiful. And it's just, if those things can't be both true as far as um, one being beautiful and one not, if they were as equally not true in another time frame or another period. So if we start to just look from a different place, like what I would say, Sam, is um, using the tools of access consciousness and seeing a bit, the first thing I would suggest is I'm seeing the big red stop sign. Every time you go to judge you is to ask the question, what's, what's beautiful about me that I have yet to acknowledge today? And just stop, just stop, just stop. <laughs> Because it is, it's re, it's like, you know, if we've been entrained, what would it look like to retrain ourselves to not look for what's wrong? And you spoke about one of a kind and that links so beautifully to that as well. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, I have a daughter who actually showed me this. Um, it was maybe three, four years ago. Now she was diagnosed with vitiligo, which is a skin disorder that, she, that, um, the pigment of the skin changes to white. And so she's half Italian. And so she has this really beautiful olive skin tone and she started to get vitiligo on her face. And I went in, I'm not going to lie. I have all the tools. And I went into total freak out. And I was like, oh my God, it's like having this beautiful brand new car and there's a dent in it. And that was my point of view. Even after all these years of using these tools, that was my baby girl and something was happening to her beauty and I couldn't fix it. And what I watched her do um, was embrace it, find it what is unique about her, find it what is actually beautiful about her 
and all of my um like predetermined future of how I was going to walk her through this and have her back and teach her that she's still beautiful and all of that stuff like was null and void and did not even was not even required um at one point she got into a little like uh argument with a boy in school and the teacher called me and said um your daughter just inspired me to like look from a completely different place she goes um this boy was being mean to her and he said he brought up her vitiligo and he said well, what are those white spots on your face and he she pointed to it i guess and said this is the teacher's um telling me the story she said yeah talia pointed to it and said oh this this is what makes me unique why don't you go find out what makes you unique and stop talking bad to me and the little boy had nowhere to go because she didn't say anything bad to him she just acknowledged her beauty you know it's wild because if you don't have a judgment of you the judgments other people project at you don't stick so i i was just talking to a friend yesterday about my nose i was teased for my nose my whole life i had a grandmother that would say she would drown in a rainstorm like saying that i had this like upturned pig nose right and sam i lo have loved my nose since i was a little girl like i love my nose it does not matter what anybody says about my nose relatives parents um you know boyfriends i've, I've all i've had it all my my children have teased me about my nose <laughs> my husband <laughs> teased me about my nose and it does not stick to me i love my button nose so it doesn't like but that and that's the thing but if i had a judgment of my nose and someone pointed out something about my nose then it would it would hurt me it would break me i would have to defend i would have to prove that i my nose is so wrong and so bad and that little thing is what we can take as an inspiration to look at like wow what if i got out a judgment of my entire body and my beauty like what would be possible and how i could live so we really can get over judgment of our bodies I think it's possible. I do. I've seen a few people do it. <laughs> That's incredible. And you've really given us some valuable questions to ask and some insight into that. So where did your journey with beauty begin? Mm, well, I would probably take it back to I was about 12 years old and I thought I wanted to be a model. Um, you know, I think my mom and I were out one day and, you know, as they do, the modeling agents came up to us and was like, your daughter's so beautiful. She could do this and that. And, and I was finally validated for being so beautiful. <laughs> so um, we, I went to modeling classes and then I was finally on like my first like set um, in print and I uh, was in the hair and makeup room and they kept calling they have little walkie talkies you know the little radios and they kept calling me to set but i would like hide and shrink and hide in like the clothes and i didn't want to get out of the beauty room i was so mesmerized by the play and the artistic like beauty representation of hair and makeup and watching someone completely transform from what they were when they just walked in you know to what was possible and i was just completely like taken back and i was like i don't care about that being in front of the camera thing i really like this thing and so um i went on to become a, a I'll, I'll leave the the middle story out because it was like people didn't want me to be a hairstylist because they thought that wasn't you know um smart enough for me or whatever so i uh but anyways i 
I ruined their dreams and went for mine. So I became a cosmetologist and did hair and makeup and then eventually owned my own salon. And um, it was a, it was a bittersweet coming home kind of thing. Like finally choosing this industry. I was 25. A lot of people go to hair school at 18. Um, I was 25 years old. I was already a mother and a wife. And I was like, I'm going after this thing that like, I've always known that I wanted. And so it was like this, oh, I've arrived to my, my place where I'm supposed to be, you know, but what I was greeted with was this whole industry of comparison and competition and judgment and separation. And I was like, so I was like swimming around in this like pool of impossibility, but still being aware of possibility and like, what do I want to choose? So what I chose was to open my own hair salon. And so I was like, well, if I own my own space, then I can create it how I would, would like to create it. And um, that actually did contribute a lot. And I started to be with people different and I would train my staff to be with people different and be with beauty different and, and to, you know, not look from the eyes of judgment. And even if that's the client's judgment of themselves staring at you in the mirror, like what can you be that actually depletes that? And that's little things like consultations when people are like, I have a big forehead. Can I have bangs? Well, if you, if you didn't align and agree that they had a big forehead and you actually ask them a question, what would be possible? And so I started to train my staff with those kind of things and, and created space in the beauty industry um, that everybody who visited that salon knew something was different. You talk, yeah, that's incredible because most places you would go to, there's kind of like a set menu of what you can choose from and get empowering a stylist with those tools to be something for someone sitting there asking for something that could potentially not be something that they would want to keep for the future um, and empowering somebody to give them the tools to show someone that their true beauty can be revealed in a different way just by choosing something different that is incredible yeah and um Thank you for that acknowledgement, Sam, because I often say that um, art, art, art in our industry happens behind the chair. Connection and change for a person's life happens in front of it. So if you're willing to sit there and look face to face with someone and be so present, you can change so many things. And that goes for the beauty industry or really anything when you're asking to be the change and be you by being the change, you can create um, things beyond your wildest dreams. You know, I had a client come in one night. Um, I'd been seeing him for a really long time and he asked to book my last appointment and it was weird, but I was like, we always talk a lot. So maybe he just wants to talk and um, I'll share you, I'll spare you all the details, but basically at the end of the appointment, he said goodbye with a really long hug. And I said, is everything okay? Cause I had been with this person through different, you know, trials and tribulations through his life. And and I could perceive the whole time something was a little bit off. And I was willing to ask a question from a caring that I had for him. And um, he pulled back and he looked at me and he said, no, it's not. He said, and this will be the last time I see you. And I said, oh my gosh, are you moving? What's going on? And he said, no, I'm planning to commit suicide this weekend. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> hold on a second, pump the brakes. Can we talk? And so 
we ended up sitting at the salon for four hours and I just, and it was like into the night, like maybe midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I pulled out the being you changing the world book that, um, is doc by Dr. Dane here and happens to be my older brother. And I had some of those in the salon and it's all I knew I could do. And I'm going to choke up right now, but I just started reading the book and being present with this person. And, um, he chose to, he chose to not take his life and he's still a friend to this day. And I look at that and not like, I'm grateful for, for me and my ability to be present, but that the book, the being you changing the world book, the, the words that are in that book that just activate living <laughs> and choosing to be alive. Um, but also the, the, uh, the access consciousness tools that actually acknowledge the gift each of our beings are, if we're not just doing a job, like no matter what we're doing, if we're being, if we're being with somebody, like the, the way, that's the way we change the world. And that's the beauty of what you're saying about really being with someone, being present with someone. That's not um, something that a person would have as a job description. <laughs> job description. <laughs> no one ever tells you to be, they always tell you what to do. So that's truly incredible. And you have a, a class coming up soon and um, you've entitled it Being You Beauty, which is really what we're talking about today. And the tagline for that is choosing to live undefined. And this story that you've just spoken about is you being that undefined, just really being present in the moment, choosing little steps to engage with this man that was going to be making a really big choice and you encouraged him to choose something just different just by your very being mm -hmm. so being that and knowing that that is possible is there something that you could impart on other people listening that when they find themselves in that situation to kind of know that they can make a difference yeah well I'm glad you brought up the tagline for being you beauty because um Choosing to live undefined is looking at all the definitions. So if I was just a hairstylist that day, I probably wouldn't have known what I knew about him. You know, if I, if I, if I define myself by my job or my role. So if I wake up and I'm like, I'm a mother, so I have to be a mom and, you know, and, and that's a role I play. That's not my being, you know, I'm, I'm a friend, but I'm also all these other things. And so so, you know, we compartmentalize our lives and we, we cut out the true beauty of our being when we do that. And so, you know, what we can be in the world is so different than what we do in the world. And, I, and I'm so grateful you said that before too. Um, and it, it requires an amount of presence and a choice to be you in whatever role you're being in. And that, so when you're saying like, um, you know, impart something in that is like, where, where do you go in? we our listeners can look at this like where do you go into the role and then go into the mechanics of that role or the personality of that role um or the job description like we said before of that role and leave you the being at the door and whereas if you were to look at that and go okay cool how would i like to be a hairstylist how would i like to be you know a fisherman how would i like to be you know a, a hotel staff or like whatever what is the gift that i bring to this that actually is a greater contribution than when i'm just trying to be it like everybody else or do it like everybody else rather so 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 true and 
making that choice is also beautiful. <laughs> to be uniquely you is a beautiful choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much, there's so much beauty underneath everything. Like, you know, Dr. Dane here says all the time, you know, like what's the beautiful energy underneath this? Um, you know, even our, the greatest problems and like the trials and tribulations we have in our lives, like it, it often will take some time because we've been told that time heals all wounds, but once you like get over the hump of the problem, there's always something beautiful. The universe wants to gift you, even if it comes in the form of like a heartbreak, you know, or a heartache or, you know, losing a job or losing a family member or losing like there, there's always something that can be birthed in beauty. If you look for the beautiful energy underneath. Thank you so much for that, Sarah. And um, I have one last question, <laughs> which you've asked many, 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 many of our guests on the show. And um, but first of all, just thank you so much for that. And thank you for the vulnerability, the beauty, the beauty of your vulnerability and how that has really, really contributed to us today. And the last question I'd like to ask you is our show is called The Power of Being You. If you would write the description for our Power of Being You show, what would that description be? <laughs> you would have thought I would have prepared an answer knowing that we're asking this question. <laughs> um, well, I would I would say um, in the sparkles of today's conversation would be to really look at where, whatever you're doing, are you also being, um, and add, adding your being to everything because it makes it more, more potent. You are uniquely you. And if you are willing to live outside of the definitions that this reality has put on you or the ones that you have bought and made so real and true about you that you feel like you can never get away from, if you actually started to peel off those labels, what? in you is the beautiful energy underneath that would show you what the power of being you actually is for you. That's a really interesting show description, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? They can go to saragrandinetti.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under the, that name as well. And uh, you have a Being You Beauty class coming up. Do you want to quickly tell us about that? Sure. So I'm launching a new class called Being You Beauty uh, June 28th. Uh, it'll be in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, um, 10 a.m. to noon Puerto Vallarta time. And it's just a taster. It's open to anybody. I mean, it's not just a taster. But I mean, there's no prereqs. It's open to anybody. And we're just to explore these, these things that we talked about in the interview today. And just, you know, I had a woman come up to me this weekend at a class and she thanked me for something that I created. And she said, I'm 5% out of judgment of my body and my beauty. And I was like, yay, that is awesome because it is a choice every single day. And you start at 5% and maybe you go to a taster and you don't know really why you're there, but you know, this silly girl invited you whether it's me or Sam. And um, you're like, okay, I'll show up and it's going to be live and online. And then maybe you walk away and you're 1% out of judgment of you. That is so much greater than having a solid world of judgment. And so really, um, you know, these classes are unique by who shows up, who asks questions and, and where we get to go. Cause we all know something. I don't know everything about beauty at all. 
I'm just willing to start the conversation. And then people show up and they, they invite what they know and they ask questions for other possibilities. And then all of the things start to turn and you start to look for yourself, myself included as the facilitator go, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, where can I let that thing go about me? Wow. And then we all walk out more beautiful. That's the plan. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for this conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and every time you get stuck, just ask, what's the beautiful, what is the beautiful thing underneath this? And what else is truly possible? Thank you, Sam. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for taking over the show today. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?